Hey, how's it going? And welcome back to the Be Positive, Stay Positive podcast. My name is Nat, and I'm here for you, man. I am here for you three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, to cheer you up, to help you figure out what the heck is going on up here in your head. And maybe I can help unlock the door to your happiness and help you figure things out that you've been struggling with your whole life. All right, but if you've got something you want me to talk about, please go to BePositivePodcast.com slash your story and tell me all about it. And I'll discuss it on an upcoming podcast. And I'll give you a shout out on the air, just like Brenda uh, Mahendran from Malaysia. She's listening on Spotify. Brenda, I really I hope I said your last name right. I really appreciate you listening on Spotify. Thank you very much. I hope my words help you out. And also, Richie Medrano listening on iHeartRadio. Thanks, Richie, for listening, and thanks for your email. I appreciate it. Um, I hope you don't mind if I read a portion of it. Uh, Richie says, each time I listen to one of your podcasts, I feel more inspired and motivated to be a stronger, better person. All right. I will admit that the weekends are the hardest part for me because my partner is someone who chooses to live on the pessimistic negative side of the spectrum, plus he has a drinking problem. Well, that sucks. With all the tips you've provided, I find myself responding less when he is in argumentative mood and spending more time alone with myself to maintain my positive mindset. I feel blessed to have found your podcast. Well, Richie, I'm glad you found it. And uh, you just gave me an idea. I might be trying to put out a podcast on the weekend or doing a special show uh, uh, every other weekend or something like that after the holidays. But we'll see. But um, it, isolating yourself... To feel better is one way to do it, um, but you know if you're with somebody who's uh, not making you happy or it's tough to deal with, uh, you have to deal with it in your own way, I guess. And if it's working for you right now, I guess that's okay. But uh, try to help your partner uh, be more positive, and uh, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you to do there. But uh, I hope that you get through this and uh, your partner gets uh, happier and gets control of his drinking and uh, realizes. What he has, right? Okay, so today's show, what are we going to talk about today? Today's a different kind of show, okay? I got a question. Why do teenagers have so much anxiety today? Now, I'm sure there's a million reasons why teenagers have so much anxiety today, um, but uh, I'm going to go over about 10 of them here that I have, that I've come up with, and trying to help teenagers, because I have a teenager now, and uh, she doesn't have anxiety, but she is very involved in social media and a lot of different things, but she's uh, we've raised her to be a very confident, strong person. So she doesn't have to deal with these too much. But some young people are, are overachieving perfectionists. With uh, they, They're afraid of failure. They worry so much about what their peers think that they're unable to function in life. They've endured rough circumstances in their young lives, but uh, they have stable families. Others have stable families and supportive parents and plenty of resources, okay? But the anxiety uh, reflects the cultural shifts that we've seen over the past few decades. Things have changed for kids. It's not like it was when I was growing up. You know, you what you did after school is you went outside and played and you came in after dark and there was nothing besides that. You played with your friends and you were with your family and that was just about it. And uh, but now with all the electronics and technology and all the pressure, um, it, you know, it's just it's so rough for teenagers and they get very anxious. So the, the first thing is electronics offer an unhealthy escape 
The constant access to digital devices lets the kids escape uncomfortable emotions like boredom or loneliness or sadness or uh, being upset. And they just immerse themselves in games or, uh, or chatting on social media. When they get sent to their rooms, they just don't know how to deal with stuff. And we're seeing an entire generation has spent their childhood avoiding discomfort. They're not gaining coping skills. They don't know how to deal with the everyday challenges of life. And that's something that you have to, as a parent, get control of and limit your child's uh, electronics a, a little bit so they can engage in life and learn how to build their emotions, okay? And, and number two, uh, happiness. Um, happiness, it's emphasized so much in our culture that parents think it's their job to make their kids happy all the time. And when kids are sad, a parent, mostly parents try to cheer them up. When they're angry, they try to calm them down. Uh, instead of letting them experience the feelings, um, they, they think that something must be wrong. Um, but they don't understand that it's normal and healthy to feel sad, to feel frustrated, to feel guilty, to feel disappointed and angry sometimes. But you have to let them get through that and be there for them. But don't always try to just make them feel better about it. Let them experience and cope with the emotions. Because once they get out in the real world, you're not going to be there to take care of everything for them. Number three, I see this all the time. Parents giving unrealistic praise. I talked about it in an earlier podcast about the ninth place, tro- ninth place trophies. That was a little difficult to say. Saying stuff like, you're the best runner on the team or you're the smartest kid in the class. And it, it, that really doesn't build their self-esteem. It, it, it puts pressure on them to live up to those labels and it can lead to a crippling fear of rejection and it's false if, if somebody if your child is not good at basketball don't tell them oh you're great at basketball just tell them that they you know to practice and they will get better but if they're you know if they're four foot eleven and they can't shoot the ball they're not going to be a basketball player so don't tell them they, they're going to go to the nba so don't give them false hopes number four uh, parents a lot of times get caught up in the rat race. They 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 are like personal assistants to their teenagers. They work hard to ensure their their kids can compete, hiring tutors and professional coaches and and expensive courses to prepare for tests and stuff. They make it their job to help and to try to impress the people at the school and their peers and their friends because they want their kid to excel at everything so they can get the coveted spot at a college, but. Don't get caught up in the rat race. You help your kids and guide them, but don't over overreact to it. Um, number five, I, I say this all the time, that kids are not learning emotional skills. They're all tied up in the digital world, and they're not really learning how to deal with other people. They're not learning emotions. They're not learning how to combat stress. They don't know how to take care of their feelings. They don't understand that, that you have to have healthy coping skills in order to deal with your feelings and feelings, if you run away and run to electronics and don't deal with your feelings, then when you get older, you're going to be a very introverted and not uh, not caring person. And it's going to be hard for you to deal with life in general. OK, uh, number six, a lot of parents do this. They try to always protect their kids. I want to protect them rather than guide them and in uh, rather than guide them and get, they protect them. And they believe that their role is to help them grow up with as few emotional and physical scars as possible. But, you know, parents are becoming overprotective. Um, they, and they never let their kids deal with the challenges on their own. 
consequently, the kids believe they're too fragile to deal with realities of life and they become introverted and they just can't deal with it without their parents. Number seven, adults don't know how to help kids face their fears the right way. You'll find parents who push their kids way too hard. They force their children to do things that terrify them. And that's a crime. They shouldn't do that. On the other end, you're going to find parents who don't push their kids at all and just let them quit and opt out of anything that sounds like it's uh, it's difficult. You can't let your kids just quit. They have to be able to see it through and finish what they started and, and understand what it feels like to complete a task. All right. Number eight. A lot of parents are parenting out of guilt and fear. What about that? Rather than let themselves feel the emotions, many parents are changing their parenting habits. They don't let their kids out of their sight because it stirs up their anxiety or they feel guilty saying no to their kids. So they back down and they give in. Consequently, they're going to teach their kids that it's it's okay. Uncomfortable emotions are intolerable. And it's okay. And if you keep persisting, you can wear somebody down. And you got to be a parent. You have to parent your kids. Number nine, kids are not being given enough free time to play, to be creative. When I was a kid, I had all the time in the world to think and get inside my own head and create things. And kids today aren't having that. They don't have that opportunity. They have the electronics in front of them. They're dealing with all the extracurricular activities that are just overloading them with things to do. And there's not enough free time to just be quiet or just to get in their own head and be creative themselves. They need time to play. They need time to be alone with their thoughts so they can be comfortable in their own skin. Well, I think that we've created an environment that fosters anxiety in young people. Rather than helping them to deal with things, we give them, as a child, babies, we give them iPhones and iPads to occupy them. We sit sit them in front of the TV. We don't take time to parent and spend time with our kids and let them learn and grow and become uh, functional human beings. And we have to guide them instead of ruling with an iron fist. Give them a chance to grow into the person that they will become. So... Try to help your kids with their anxiety. Guide them. Teach them. Be there for them. But let them fail and let them learn on their own. And they will become better people and they'll be much happier uh, adults in the long run. And they'll be much easier for them to cope with the world and deal with people and their emotions. All right. So this was a little bit different podcast, but I just felt I had to say something about it because there's a lot of anxiety in our teenagers today. So this has been the Be Positive, Stay Positive podcast. As always, if you have something to tell me, please go to BePositivePodcast.com slash your story. Let me know. I'll give you a shout out on the air. And I want you to be happy. So think about happiness. Think about what you're thinking about. My name is Nat. This has been the Be Positive, Stay Positive podcast. I think we can all do a little bit better. I'll talk to you later.